What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today. Like my man Steve Harvey Dunn say, it's Jake Johnson. Another Chicago boy like myself. Uh, we're depressed about Chicago sports together. It's been rough, but it's all good. Uh, please check out uh, Jake's podcast. He's got a little podcast himself called We're Here to Help. Uh, it's wonderful. He's such a good dude. I'm happy he came on the show. I'm back on tour. Me and the Bobo are running around the country. Uh, we got Boston coming up first. Boston, Massachusetts. The tickets are almost totally sold out. Then Washington, D.C. Where are you at, our forefathers? Show up. Any of our fathers. Then Denver, Colorado. Uh, then we're doing uh, Chicago, Illinois, my hometown. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Madison and Minneapolis. We're jumping around. Go to badfriendspod.com for those tickets. Badfriendspod.com for those tickets. We love you. Can't wait to see you out there for the final run of 2023. Uh, and then we put the Bad Friends tour to bed for a little while. Badfriendspod.com. Come see me live. Enough rambling for me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Junior. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean him once again today. It's Jake Johnson. What a good intro I just gave. Yeah, that was great. so it fast. It was fast. It was smooth. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Bud. Great nice to see you. Great yeah, to you meet too. you. Back at you, bud. Okay, so here we go. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. Very smooth, man. Uh, one mm. of Chicago's finest. Man, that's really nice. Uh, a North Shoreman. Yeah. I imagine that means you're a Cubs guy. Yeah, you a Southside guy? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. I know I look yeah, like yeah, Southside yeah. guy. You look like Southside guy. Those Southside Irish kids. <laughs> you do. Whenever I go down, whenever, exactly if what you it would is. go down there to those guys, yeah, though, yeah. I, I couldn't even put on the mask to yeah, pretend yeah, to be yeah, those for guys. Sure. They're tough nutbags. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm a North Side kid. Yeah, but although we're in the North Side. Well, uh, my family's all from Rogers Park. Sure, that's my, um, I lived with Rogers Park with my mother for years. Oh, you did? Yeah. You're we not were, we were South. No, we were Winnetka and then Winnetka. South Evanston. Winnetka, that's right. So we right. did, the end of high school was my mom and I in Evanston. Yeah. And then she was in Rogers Park for a little bit, and my dad was Lincoln Park. Ooh, d- dad, dad had it fancy. Because your parents split up. They split up, yeah. God bless, they should. Why would they stick together? <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you knew them. <laughs> what a mess. What a two. mess. The funny thing about parents who split as you age is you look back and you go like, how? Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dog shit decision did you with both of you? You're like, look, I like you each. Yeah. What did you see in her, my guy? I say that all the Knowing time. you? Yeah. Like now that I know you as like a man, what did you like about like 28-year-old Eve Jansen? She's a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom. You liked the his my dad's nickname was Crocko, as in crack of shit. Really? Yeah, had a big mustache. It's Crocko, man. He'll hey, sell you, he'll sell you bullshit. Talk shady. You know, it's like, so what what did you like about this, like, little Jewish salesman? But imagine, like, what did she like? Uh, I think, you know, at least for that, my my father, he'd passed, was very charming. Smooth. He, true salesman. And I don't know if you're similar to this, but the feeling of Chicago, I love salespeople. Yeah, they're great. I love negotiating. Yeah. Uh, I don't find it dirty. I find it fantastic. I love when somebody goes, how much for that? And you go, like, that's eight bucks. And they go, for a bottle of sparkling water? <laughs> <laughs> and you go like this. What are you thinking? 
I mean, the cap's been open. That's not even straight. And there's stuff all over the front. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I could. If you throw that into, I'll give you ten for both. And you go like, <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> that is inherently a Chicago thing. Though. Yes, he's but it's like wonderful. wheeling and dealing always. Well, so my parents, same thing. Yeah. Uh, my dad, you know, had a lot of trouble with. Uh, with drugs, spent yeah. most of my childhood in prison. Oh, in, my parents, in prison? They split when I was one. Mine were two. Yeah. My dad was drugs and alcohol. Hey, hey. What dude. was the uh, drug of choice Cocaine, from? baby. Yes, Love coke. So he wait, would drink. Wait, when were you born? What year are you? I'm 83. Okay, so I'm 70. So 80s, okay, Yeah, 80s. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny <laughs> We had the same childhood on two yeah, different parts yeah, of Chicago. Amazing. I mean, Austin, 40% of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, most of the kids there. Chicago. That was everybody yeah, exactly. there. But the whole hustler thing is, and that's what I grew up with. I've talked about him on the show, yeah. but my grandfather... His dad, to the day he died, worked at the Maywood Dog Track. Great. Worked at Arlington oh, half of the great. time, and then worked at, for people that don't know, uh, the Arlington is a famous racetrack in Chicago and the suburbs, yeah, and yeah. I mean, uh, just outside the city. And Maywood was a greyhound, a right. literal greyhound racing track. And there goes the rabbit. <laughs> and I'd be there at like six years old with like so camel, good, you know, cigarettes man. in my face. But he was a hustler. He yeah, used to, yeah, um, yeah. he used to go down to the, he used to go down on the west side and go to like these textile factories and he'd get rubber mats and he'd hand cut them with, he'd bring a blade, he'd knew a guy who'd let him in, he'd paid him off, he'd hand cut rubber, he'd go to a restaurant, he'd walk right into the kitchen, no shit, and be like, where's the manager? And they're like, uh, <laughs> what a king. And they're like, he, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's around. He's like, these mats are way, way past due. Yeah. You know, you'll get written up by the city for that. But so I, he would take them out, I, I put them down. I got something for you if you yeah. want it. Yeah. And then he'd go, he'd go 50 of mat, one, two, three, four, yeah, four you know, yeah. I'll cut you. Look, I'll break you off. Yeah. You know, you tell your work. buddy, you know, anybody else in the neighborhood, yeah. let me flip a mat for, and they would do it. It's like he, yeah, yeah. he had no power, but he made it, no yeah. authority, but he made it happen. Yeah. My Uncle Eddie used to do uh, neon signs. I had a year where I dropped out of school and I worked with him. He had uh, legal trouble. Yeah. So he came and He, he would. Would. The, the neon course. sign yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he would make neon signs, but I would watch him do it. We'd go up and down uh, Clark Street in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He would, what, we'd walk into a short store blind. Blind. He'd go, who runs this place? And he'd go like, this store I do. My Uncle Eddie would go like, you got a great fucking store, but these shines trash. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> the guy would be like, Okay, man. And I would be sitting there like a little dork at 50 being like, you can't say this to a stranger. Yeah. We would leave. The guy would have given him 300 bucks to start. We're doing a $1,500 sign. Mm-hmm. The signs were trash. Yeah, so I was just even say. when I walk in, I see that was, I'm like, beautiful sign. The signs me and this fucking man hung up. <laughs> Was the beginning of me being like, life is trash. <laughs> you know, you always hope, like, yeah. I'm going to be part of greatness. Uh-uh. I'm part of the good team. And then it's your own hands, and you're like, I'm a garbage person created garbage. <laughs> <laughs> there were many times we had to run to back to his truck, and I was like, we Did getting- he make the signs? Yeah, it, he made the signs in <laughs> okay. my mother's garage in the suburbs. <laughs> then we would hang them together. Right. Because he got really into like blowing up. But it was that same thing you're talking about. Like, he created a hustle. Quick question, transition, not trying to get too heavy. Heavy. But uh, in a, instantly connecting you with this, how much of that hustle do you feel like is in our business? In our business? Yes. Oh, it's funny. I think, I think guys, there's a certain kind of guy. Look, I'm not going to include you in this. <laughs> I don't know you well enough. I'm probably going to be in it. But I know what I look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I didn't move out here because I was the hottest guy in school. Yeah, <laughs> what are we talking Look about? Look at the profile, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was yeah, like, yeah, you, I needed that for this game. So I feel like the most successful guys that I know, guys and girls, who aren't just traditionally no, stunning, Agreed. they're the exact same thing. Yes. So that's what you got from that. My yeah, dad yeah, was the I same agree. thing. My dad was a contractor, 
uh, and only exclusively worked on the South and the West side. Loved it because none of the other guys didn't want to work yeah, in a black yeah, market. Yeah, they were like, fuck that. I'm not yeah, going yeah, down yeah. to the, the black neighborhood. car dealership on the South side in the black neighborhood. Anybody who had the, the balls thing, yeah, yeah. to be like, I'll be the white guy in that thing. Because there's great money. Yeah. And he had great relationships. Yes. Yeah. And they need, they also need those services. So all these other guys 100%. were like, I'm not going down to the fucking South side. That's nuts. But he would. hundred percent. And all of the stuff I saw with him was, that was the greatest part. When you say with your dad, we have the yeah, same yeah. dad. The thing my mom liked about him, I know was that he could fucking convince the person having the worst day mm-hmm. that it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, you know, he'll have a, he'd have a quip. Yes, he'd have like totally a limerick. Right. He'd have like something to flip their yeah. mind and be like, yeah. So my dad did something. He wasn't in my siblings in my life until I, he got sober when I was about 18. Mm-hmm. And so my older brother, my older sibling were pretty cool and they forgave him pretty fast. And I just kind of thought like, well, I got a lot of fucking spite. And I like spite. Yeah, spite's kind of nice. So I was like, ah, fuck you, man. <laughs> and he just kept pushing. And it was fake, but he just turned into a fan. Uh, so not just of the work, of everything. He'd go like, look at that hat on your head. Now that's a good looking guy. And you'd be like, stop it. You're complimenting everybody, Croco. <laughs> People see through it. He would call grown men babyface. If you went to a valet, my brother and I would say, like, do it, do it. He'd be like, no problem. And he'll go, hey, sweetheart, hey, baby face. I'm looking for easy in, easy out on this. All I got is 20 bucks. And you'd have these, like, super tough black guys going, like, you want easy in? And my dad would go, come on, baby face. Get us out of here. <laughs> he would. <laughs> but my dad just leaned into this idea of being a fan of everyone. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. I would feel myself being like, I just like this fucking guy. And I'm like, so going back to what my mom saw in him, was she probably did not think the booze and the drugs were going to win. Right, right. <laughs> she at, thought at the point. charm was going to win. Yeah. And she bet wrong. Yeah, it's a bad bet. It's a bad, but it's hard not to bet on charm. Well, because if, especially if it's like that where baby face to like a, oh, it's so a grown yeah, adult yeah, yeah. male, but it working, yeah. it's the same as my dad. We'd go to breakfast yeah. spots. We'd Shut go up. to, we, he used to take me, he used to love to go to uh, 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 the Golden Nugget. Love yeah, to go yeah, to the sure. Nugget. And, he he he'd walk in and immediately you know, he'd say hi Richie you know these these hey, slovenly older women he go you God doing, you look beautiful <laughs> and they're they're immediately like it's, they become you know they, they think that they're Marilyn would, but Monroe. By the way, they all, here's what I'm starting to realize: they all know the game. Yeah, but they like it. They love the game. It'll be like, look at you, you beautiful woman, and she'll go like this. She knows she's walking around at two fifty and on the wrong side at sixty five with real ups and downs with drugs that you can see in the teeth. You know what I mean? Where you're like, well, whatever's left. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. But the way she'll move, then Mm -hmm. I'd be like, man, this is a fun vibe. I got to tell you, my brother and I have started playfully experimenting with the game. And so when he's an everyday call, like he's, he's my guy. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like, all right, man, I'm pulling in, he'll go, do it. <laughs> and you go in, you go like, hey, uh, I'm just going to go in and out. And you'll, he'll, you'll hear like, all right, man, 20. I'm like, thanks so much, baby face. <laughs> and when it goes sideways, yeah. it's the funniest thing that happens yeah. between you and one person and a silent person <laughs> on the phone because the guy will go. Yeah, 20, and I'll be like, all right, man, thanks, baby face. <laughs> and you're like, sideways, sideways, yeah. and more. And then hearing him pull it off, where he'll be like, okay, sweetheart, I'm looking for that. And you'll hear like, okay, I guess. And you're like, ooh. <laughs> no bueno, But damn. it's worth the shot. Yeah, it's worth it. Is but he when, out here, your brother? No, Chicago. He's back home. Yeah, and when it works, though, and it has worked a few times. Yeah. Where I'm like, I just called a grown man. Baby face. 
baby face, good looking. Mm-hmm. And the vibe was a sweetness back. Yeah. Because and, they because I think everybody's uh, yeah. doing their best to not <laughs> let all their bullshit yeah, yeah, come yeah. out. Yeah. So when you do a little trickster nonsense, yeah. they're like, Okay. All right, this is all right. I'm in. The day's not bad. Between you and me, we got two minutes of niceness. Yeah. yeah. And when you enter that with a stranger. Yeah. And you get to go, it's just you and me in this thing. Let's just have a little bit of fun. Yeah, it's going to be over soon anyway. Let's Might just enjoy fun. this. Because so many people, I've realized, are such pieces of shit to each other. Yeah. And they like it. Yeah. Uh, my mother was that way. My mother was one of those people that she would look forward to people being in our seats. She would look forward to conflict. Mm. She loved when she got, if we were at like a oh, restaurant. Oh, they're in our fucking seats. But she, but she truly liked it. Yeah, that's, I don't, it, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. And you, you know there's people who like will talk about liking it, but they don't like it. They like the show of it because that makes you seem tough. Right. But they don't like it. Mm. They've just been abused. Yeah. And they have anger issues. But you don't like it. No. My mother likes it. She gets like a charge of like, oh, the whole night's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so she would never call someone baby face. If anything, she might with her eyes just be like, hi, $20. Yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Say something mean. Her dad, the other side of Chicago was my grandfather. Her dad was named Mean Eddie. And me and Eddie was a little five foot four Irish guy. Yeah. And as me, all the stories, as mean as it gets, owned a little, um, whatever they're called, like weed shops, but not weed shops, where you can buy like a bong. A head a, shop. Yeah, what, head a little shop. head shop yeah, right yeah. near Wrigley on Clark. Yeah. Um, but back in the 60s, he just had these like little shops, would walk around, go into places and just look for fights. And that is the other side of Chicago. Yeah. And that's the Chicago that, although I think is cool, I don't relate to. I don't like I've it. I've never liked fighting. No. I never, when, even when I was younger and pretended to be tough for like a six-month period, <laughs> I was still like, yeah, fuck that guy. I hope nobody starts throwing punches, especially not hitting my face. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you see, you're a sissy. It's like, such a sissy. Yeah. Everybody is, though. Every, well, nobody, nobody only a few are. people really want to okay. fight. And those people are animals. Yeah, they're lunatics. They're, but there are some people yes, like that. There is a couple that love to fight. And that they will have a night where it starts where they're like, Getting ready, 23 years old, putting the cologne on, doing the shirt, and going, like, I really hope somebody fucks with me tonight. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> when I've wanted to be that guy, I'm still like, I hope somebody fucks with me. And then the last second, a bigger person breaks it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, am I a puss? <laughs> no. You're a, you're a, you, have a, you have a working yeah, 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 yeah. brain yes. that goes, look, dude, it's cool to be machismo. Everybody but wants to be the guy. Everybody wants to be that. Uh, 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 but, but it ain't end, reality. No thanks, It dude. ain't reality. If you've been hit in the face, you know. It One hurts so, so much. Bad. It's the fucking worst. I'll tell you what else also hurts, and this is real cis talk. Mm-hmm. Hitting. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Hitting win. does hurt. It hurts so much. There's I If punching somebody was punching a marshmallow, oh. I'd be a bully. Yeah, I'd be I'd tough. I'd kill these fools. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts so much. Your hands the next day after a fight are so sore. This, every, you go oh, like, yeah, your forearms every, and your wrists, like, it hurts so hated much. It, hated it. Even like stupid stuff like training, like boxing training. I boxed for a while. 
And I'll be like, how was it? And then my wife is like, well, you're not getting hurt, are you? And I'm like, honey, he's not hitting me back. And she's like, so why is everything in ice? And I'm like, because it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm punching a stupid bag, and it's winning. Yeah, the bag wins. My arms are really hurting. <laughs> like, I think I broke something. I, dude, I, I, I got in fights in college because we were animals. Yeah. And I fucking hated all of them. Yeah, yeah, I, hate I hated it because every time it was a friend starting it, yeah. and you had to be the yeah. guy's guy to with him. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I swear to God, I only have started one fight my whole life, and only one, and it was very just. Yeah, it was like a guy being a pig to this girl. That's cool. And it was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still atrocious. Yeah. It was like, why am I doing yeah. this? But all the other totally times, right. man, I was fighting for friends, and I fucking and it, hated it. I, I hated it. Yeah, I had a thing, and uh, my mother, who was tough, I was in seventh or eighth grade going through, I'm a little bit older than you, and I don't know if your group hit it, but the starter jacket phase. Come on, man, you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had My parents were so nervous about me wearing them outside. Yeah, so I had a Duke starter jacket, so... Oh. I had a Duke starter jacket, so. Okay, hot shot. <laughs> Just to set the vibe Woo! of this story, right? So I'm walking around that probably a Miami hurricane hat. Gotta be. Um, with with uh with, with the old like the spindle of colors yeah, behind him, yeah. right? I remember that hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. tough. That was yeah, cool. It was a good hat. And in the suburbs, in like my little like group, we weren't fighting, but we were listening to the right music. Mm-hmm. And so who's gonna receive the brunt end of my toughness? My sister. Right. That makes the most sense. I could kill her. (laughs) I could eat her up for dinner. And anybody in the neighborhood, you could whoop your sister. That's the one. I knew I had her and people's younger siblings. (laughs) (laughs) But my mom had a moment where something happened with my sister and I, and I was from, like, mall fights using the term, you want to go. You want to go? Yeah, and that meant, like, you know, we know what you want to go, and then you want to go, and it would be that back and forth. Mm -hmm. So I said it to my sister, and my mother did not like that. (laughs) So she goes, you say that to her again. You and me are going to go. And my sister did the, and I was three steps up on the stairs. At this point, I was, you know, I think 15, 14. All right, so you got some weight on you a little bit. You know, my mother was a heavy lady. Okay, she was. Yeah, she was a, so, she was a big Chicago So you were woman. fighting out of your weight class. I didn't even think about it. But Was there a weigh-in? There was no weigh-in, huh? The weigh-in would have been 105 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Soaking wet with nine pubes versus a woman walking around at 185. Yeah. You know, maybe even more. Fuck you up. Yeah, now I was probably taller than her. Sure, but uh, her reach was probably stronger. Her reach was stronger. The yeah. weight, for sure, was a different. But what was really the difference was the meanness. Yeah, the anger, the ang- the, the ability to be tough. Right. Because she goes, "Stop saying it. We're going to go." And I went like this, and my sister was giving me the look. So I half this is a true story. Half heartedly went like, "You want to go?" Really, just to save face with my sister. Right. You got to do it because she's right what there. You, it's humiliating. You got to do it. I'm not a little chicken shit. What's my mom going to do? I'm going to go upstairs and later I'm going to apologize to my mom when my sister's not around. Like a true coward. Right. Like that. This woman comes at me like a tiger. Grabs me, hip checks me, throws me across the room. I go down. I see the other side of my mom. And if you had a scary grown up Mm -hmm. who was heavy doing the, you know, waddle waddle forward you, yeah. Gave me one in the ribs. I was on the ground. I was like, (laughs) She goes, uh, I think her exact words were, you're a little pussy, don't do this. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and it changed me. Yeah. And we've laughed about it since. And she, like, the real stories afterwards, she cried. Oh, she got, oh. She was like, I don't, I don't want this for you. I love you. She's like, this isn't you. And I was, like, sitting there listening to NWA being like, there's some, I was, like, smoking a Newport being like, 
there might be something you're saying that's true, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> mama. Not, mama. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Everything I do, I do for you, Mama. Single mom, and I love you. But I think I might be going down the wrong road. <laughs> <laughs> she had the, your mom had the, see, I have the mom yeah. who's Irish, who has the, um, we don't talk about it, and we throw it way down deep. Oof. So my mom's favorite And your phrase, dad was gone. Yes, and then my stepdad came into my life, okay. which was wonderful. But my mom, when we were together, when she was single and we lived in the city, we bounced yeah. around buildings. We lived uh, all over, kind of near River North, and okay. uh, we bounced around. My mom worked for a uh, uh, she worked for a property management company that that managed all these big buildings. Okay, great. So I lived like at one point I was eleven, eleven Dearborn, twenty three ten LaSalle. Oh, we were all over the place. Yeah, and so and only so many years downtown, but she. Uh, she had this way about her that was like grew up with ten kids. Yeah, my she mom one of ten. Nine, one of nine. So when you were like, oh, the blank, 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 and she was always like, "You'll be all right." Yeah, you'll be all right. Was always like a. Do you have oh, no any fucking God. idea what yeah, I've been yeah, through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they they had such little food sometimes. Yeah, same with my mom. She would eat. They she would only get fat. Like if they had meat and the fat that'd be trimmed, yeah. they would ask for the fat. Yeah. So she liked eating the fat because it was like what she got. Then oh. at some point was like, if that's all they're trimming, we'll take then throwaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, so that was her mentality. Was like, you'll be fine. Yeah, it yeah. was not like a don't be a pussy, but it was. It was more like stop it. Oh, that's your problem. Yeah. Fucking. By the way, I think run out some, of food. I think there's something really. So my mom was similar upbringing, handled it in a different way. Yeah, uh, she kicked you. Yeah, but I mean, only once. <laughs> and I will say, I deserved it. Yeah, it was your fault. You I said really, you want to go. Yes, but I will say that type of parent, especially now as, you know, I've gotten older and seen more generations, it's a, it was a really nice gift, man. Yeah. Of somebody, like, I grew up with food. I did not grow up struggling. I did not have that brutality. Right. She did a great job with me. I knew what she lived through, and so I could, like, see that that was a reality. But I'm like, man, I don't know. The more people I've met where they have, you you hear about their upbringing, you hear, it's like love over love over support over support for generations. <laughs> You're like, even your great-grandparents were kind and wealthy? <laughs> you had everything yeah. forever? So, wait a second. There were people in like 1890 who had good lives? <laughs> I thought good life started in the 80s. Yeah, and I even thought, then. Even then, kind of, but that was the drugs. Yeah. and But I was like, I did not realize until way too late that like, oh, people's ha people have had happy families, yeah, generationally, right. And I'm like, and lots of love and lots, and of, lots support. of support, yeah. But that's I think it. what you miss a little bit is going back to this, what we were talking about this business, the grind of it. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey. Hey, have you ever searched your name online? It's a no bueno, okay? It's no fun. You could be very surprised by the amount of personal information that's available online, your full legal, legal name, your email, your home address, phone numbers, family members, your favorite food, your shoe size, what kind of underwear you prefer. It's pretty insane how much personal information is on the internet. Um, in 2022 alone, last year, there were over 1,800 data breaches that exposed personal information for over 422 million individuals. That's disgusting. Everyone's stuff is getting leaked, and that's why I'm thrilled to partner with Aura. Aura is an all-in-one online safety solution that helps protect you and your family from identity theft, financial fraud, and online threats before they happen. With Aura, you can rest easy knowing someone is looking out for you. Okay, I used Aura. I love it so very much, honestly. 
It's incredible how much stuff is out there for the world. Now look, there's only so much you can do to protect yourself and the ones that you love, but Aura is offering a suite of tools to help that with uh, parental controls, a VPN, which I highly recommend you use, especially if you're out of the country, you're traveling around, password managers, credit card activity, computer virus protection. They have everything um, that you need uh, all in one place. Aura helps reduce annoying robocalls, telemarketers, and junk mail by sending takedown requests on your behalf regularly. If you want some safety and protection on the World Wide Web, the biggest uh, information black hole, uh, you're going to need some protection. Use Aura. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners a 14-day trial plus a check of your data to see if your personal information has been leaked online all for free when you visit Aura.com slash whiskey. That's Aura, A-U-R-A dot com slash whiskey to sign up to our, for a 14-day free trial and start protecting you and your loved ones. Aura.com, A-U-R-A dot com slash whiskey. Certain terms apply, so be sure to check the site for details. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Rabbit Hole, and they're one-of-a-kind bourbon and rye whiskeys. I love this sauce. I've been talking about Rabbit Hole for far too long now because I'm trying to tell you guys it's so good. Stop making the mistake of going past uh, beautiful, delicious, well-crafted bourbon when you see this stuff in the store. Uh, Rabbit Hole's founder, Kaveh Simanian, um, he gave up a 25-plus year career as a clinical psychologist to pursue his passions uh, to craft the world's finest spirits, and that he did. They take no shortcuts. There's no compromise, okay? And he's doing it down in Louisville, Kentucky, the place where bourbon is made. Uh, their mission is to transform the ordinary into the extraordinary, I have to say, with a British accent. And their whiskeys prove it, okay? These are so good. Original uh, mash bill recipes, signature malted grains, aged and hand-selected and charred and toasted barrels. This high gold is the stuff I've been sipping on for quite a while now. All four of their expressions are really good, but this is their award-winning high-ride double malt bourbon. Um, and they say it's got toasted butterscotch flavors. I just say it feels like freedom. Feels like freedom, baby. It tastes so good. It's great to have. My favorite part about Rabbit Hole, other than um, the price point, the quality, this bottle is beautiful. Um, it's very shareable. This is something that someone comes over, uh, you're breaking out the good stuff, and they don't even know it, that you got it for a very good price for high-quality, delicious bourbon. They got the Derringer. That's a finish in PX Sherry casks. Those Pedro Jimenez, the Cave Hill, the High Gold, Boxer Grill. They got so much good stuff. If you're looking to try something new and delicious, uh, don't be suspicious. Get your hands on some of this rabbit hole. Go to rabbitholedistillery.com slash drizzly and use the promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. Or, I suggest this, go to rabbitholedistillery.com. You can look on their map to find where it's sold in your area. You've seen these bottles. They're in the stores. They're sold almost everywhere that your little eyes could gaze upon at a liquor store. Go grab some rabbit hole. Jump down the rabbit hole with me. Please drink responsibly and enjoy. Ginger. I like gingers. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. This is a question for you just to goof off for a little bit. But when you're talking about the looks, uh, I've had debates with friends a lot of how much of this game is talent and mm. how much of it is grind. Because I don't believe in luck. No, I don't either. I way, don't it's so be- funny. I've said this before on the show. I think luck is a bullshit word. I, people use it yeah. because they don't grind hard. Where they go like, oh, well, did you know? Like, that guy just came out here and... Well, look at who hooked him up. And you go like, well, how do you think that person hooked me up? Right. <laughs> well, you think they were just walking around Walmart hooking people up? Help! Yeah. Help! <laughs> In what goddamn world? Yeah, no, that's It's insane. like, no, it's all a game. But my big kind of thing that I've kind of gotten to that I like to think about is like, but what the fuck is talent? It's not like we're magicians, right? We're like, yeah. you know, you go like, well, what's talent? I'm a juggler. I did 95 balls at once. 
and you go, undeniably, that's Pretty incredible. Talented. Yeah, yeah. We're all doing about three or four balls. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. 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 I can get the two. I get yeah. two real well. Maybe you learn to do a trick with a little bit of fire, and only because you realize it's just a hot ball. Yeah, it's not going to burn me. It's not, and then you go, well, there's thousands of us doing the same kind of juggling. A lot of people want to play with a hot ball. Why do certain people keep winning and winning? I'm like, it has to just be out of 100 Hustles eighty percent of the game. So right? much. I think. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's an uneven amount of hustle over talent. So much so that sometimes very very talented people, as we know, this is stories mm-hmm. all this time, who don't have the go go get. They, they don't just ha- don't yeah. snap. They don't have the business and show. Like there's one guy that I know. That I think about all the time, and I, I would never say his name or anything. But I thought he was genuinely. Yeah one of our most talented friends that we had in our group when yeah, we all yeah, first yeah. started, it was undeniable how yeah, good he interesting. was. And he just, he fucked off. Right. He fucked off so much that <clears throat> it wasn't the drinking or the getting high. We all party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were 24. But it was like, he just didn't give enough of a fuck. I- I've had this similar thing. And you're like, don't you care? You're better than all of us. So get out the, yeah. You what know, don't you, you understand? Know we both are right now? Huh? Benny Affleck to Matt Damon in Goodwill. <laughs> 100%. You know, it's <laughs> if I see you on this construction site, I'm going to kick the <laughs> shit out of you. We needed that. Yeah, I yeah, needed yeah, to yeah, do yeah, that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you're right, though. I do think it's, I think it is a lot of, it's, a, it's so much more pushing. But then once you get in, Right, it's almost like you've seen those trains in China where they yeah. shove everybody in. Yes, it's like it's like shoving and shoving. That's what the business is. That's exactly right. It's like, and then, but once you get in, you better now be, the game starts. You better be fucking good. Yeah, but also now the game starts. Right now you have so to I now view, you have to really I maneuver. View, I've, uh, I like the train thing. I've always viewed it as this town is like a huge, beautiful table, mm. and there's X amount of seats, and you got to fight and fight and fight, and you get a seat, and you think like, now I got a seat I can eat, and then as soon as you sit down, they say everybody stand up again. Right. And then all of a sudden they take away a few seats. Yeah. And then there's a whole new generation that comes in that you go like, I don't know these people. And then you start watching and you go like, no, nah, I don't like that shit. That's not for me. And then you see a groove and you go, they're doing some good stuff. Yeah. That's a funny group. That's because, a good shift though. Yeah, but you go like, that's a really talent. Like, there's some talent. Yeah. And you go like, hey man, great. And then you go, at least for me, my game goes, because I've been out playing this for a while. I want to fight for a seat again or am I good? Yeah, and you go. I still like the because the the it's less the it's less anything else. I like the game. It's fun. It's fun. It I like fun. the hustle. I like the grind. I feel like I'm walking up on someone's door, knocking and going like, "I got a beautiful sign for you." Right. Like, let's hustle. Let's, let's do it. What is this game? Like, the game changes. Everyone goes like, "The business is so different, man." I go like, "Thank God." Yeah. Well, you wanted to stay the same. It's bro. always going to. Change. Could you right. imagine if we're still playing this game in twenty years? What we're going to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> so ugly. It'd be ugly. It's miserable. <laughs> I mean, it's good thing it's changing. That's so funny. <laughs> but it's. I exciting. wish it never changed. You're like, really? Really, man? None of it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude. I think you're misstepping. But every generation you come, the kind of the old heads always say like, you know, when I came up, we were doing like early YouTube videos. Yeah. I was part of like the Derek Waters group who created the drunk history. Yeah, yeah. Saying I like, remember. let's do it in a backyard. Yeah. And you he- did. He did that because of you. Is that a lie? Well, the I mean, rumor was that you guys got fucked up together yeah, so, and you but, were telling him a bullshit Yeah, but I, story? none of it was, it was not us, it was him. I got drunk. Yeah, but you gave him some of the... Yeah, well, I told a story about Otis Redding yeah. that uh, I believed to be true. Uh, it's a 10-minute story. I can tell it to you in three lines. Otis Redding, the night before he died, used to write all his movies with his uh, wife, or his uh, songs with his wife. He gets on a private plane, has a feeling, gets off, goes to her, and says, no matter what happens... Promise me you'll be good. 
And she goes, you're crazy. Get on the plane. He goes, I'm not getting onto your set. She goes, I promise. He gets on the plane. The plane crashes. He dies. In which lake? Lake Minota or Lake Mendota? Second one. It's a tough, it's tough, isn't it? Every time I go to Madison, I go, which fucking lake did he crash in? I want to stare at it yeah. for an hour. So that's the story, right? Yeah. Uh, this was really pre-internet and Google hard pushes. Sure. So I'd heard it in a bar in Chicago. Right. Uh, when I told it to Derek, I took 45 minutes and I was doing voices. <laughs> <laughs> I truly believed yeah. he was having an out-of-body experience. Because <laughs> he was looking at me like this and I thought like, you're in the groove, JGJ, don't stop. <laughs> if you're surfing finish the wave mm -hmm. so i went for it the next day he calls me up he goes hey man can i come back with our friend jeremy connor and can we get you drunk and film you telling that story and i was thinking like well i understand why you'd want to film and i don't understand why <laughs> i would be drunk like yeah. a goddamn clown yeah and he said i want to reenact it and have otis Redding behind you being like shut the fuck up none of this happened yeah and as a commercial actor at the time i said i can't have my agent see me drunk Back then, I was oh, that's like, smart. That's actually really smart. I was like, like, man, I, ju I just got in the union. I was just getting commercials. I was still catering. I was like, no, I can't do a YouTube video where I'm blackout drunk, man. And I was yeah. like, won't do it. And he goes, all right, I'll get somebody else. Will you just be in it? And then it started. But that, that whole yeah. era, the older guys that like ye rustic in oh, would be saying to us, love. you do that shit for free? Yeah. Well, you're hurting all of us. And I'd be like, yeah, but I got to. Yeah, we don't have a choice. I got to make something. I got to hustle. Yeah, what did you want me to do? Not work, because you guys aren't giving me jobs. Right. And so I'm like, oh, fun, man. It then you get in, and you start going like, you guys are doing all that for free? Well, you're killing us. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am balding, too. I get it. <laughs> I see what happened here, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> that is the fact, though. Is like That's the game. That, the ga and what you're saying there is interesting, as I told you, the most... What I said was that the most impressive thing that I found in my life is instead of doing that weird fucked up thing when you see younger or others and going, yeah, ugh, yeah, 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 yeah. no, is going, oh, let me see this for what it's worth. Yep. Also, I can work with this. Yes, totally. You know what it's like? It's like Pesh, Pesh doing that show, Bob Kiss with David, Pete yeah, Davidson yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. You calling Peshy Pesh? My man. <laughs> Are you boys with Pesci? I don't want to tell you nothing. All right, none of your Are business. You, you, come, you come at me with a knife, you better come back with a gun. <laughs> Pesci doing that to me was like I agree. It's like, oh yeah. It's not it's doing this to the younger yeah, yeah, generation. Yeah. And also understanding his seat is still there because he's kept up. Yeah. Because he's like I know what I think is cool and And I'm still here. And I'm still here. Yeah, and I'll I'm come still, back down to the seat. And by I the way, play a little bit. I'm sure. I'm not saying they made him read, but I'm sure he went out for that. And there was a ton of deliberation that they were like, is he good for this thing? Yeah. People at home are like, they'll just give anything to it. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. not how it's it works. That's not how it works. No. I'm sure they sat in the room of and they go, will they this did. work? Because honestly. He won't read. He no. won't take meetings. Right. He doesn't know what the fuck Zoom so is. So who knows? So who if he comes in and we have all worked with older guys and older women that are dog shit. Oh my God. Dude, and that you are start just... and you go like. Man, I was really excited about this bit because it sets up the character, uh -huh. and your brain is mashed with fucking potatoes, and there's no way out of it now. And they're doing this with their with their readers yeah. on the phone, and they have bad attitudes. Yeah, and they're mad at you about everything because, they, and then you like I always improvise, and I don't improvise as like a big. It just starts to happen, and then they'll go, "Now I don't know where I am," and I'm like, "Well, I don't know what to tell you." Yeah, <laughs> we're here together. Is you saw that... the words that were there. Yeah, and also I'm not a like I a put a couple. I'm not like an improv joke guy, and it's I'm not like a gotcha guy. Right. So my improv did end with a question. 
Yeah. I was hoping to set you up for something. I was opening the door. I just thought you'd want to. I'm happy if you win, my guy. <laughs> I just forgot the lines. Yeah. And thought, well, I'm here and you're here. And also, you know we get to do this again. This isn't real film. <laughs> none of this matters. You know, none of this matters. Well, that, that the most complimentary thing I've ever seen is sometimes I'll work with people that that are so good at improv, yeah. but they give you everything. Yeah. I've always been jealous of those guys. Yeah. I can bounce with almost anybody, yeah. but the guy that can give you stuff, but yeah. take they almost don't take anything because yeah. of it. Like, I only did one fun scene with Bateman. I, I did yeah. Arrested Development. Bum. And dude, there are some guys where you're like, so you don't get anything back. Yeah. You just get to give setups. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a, a big fan of Bateman. Uh, I like to be that role. Yeah. Um, straight, 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 straight. Well, I like to, you know, obviously if you're getting, if you're in a groove, get your laughs. Yeah. But in a very selfish way, it's because you become the first audience member. And especially if you're doing episodic and you're with the same people over and over. Which you, you, you've done a yeah, lot. Yeah. I get really bored. Sure. So if you and I are doing something and I'm like, man, I really like this guy. We went out like he's a super funny guy. I know he likes this zone. I know he doesn't like this zone. So in the scene, if I can get you to this zone, <laughs> you have to play along and you score. It's the joy for me. Yeah. Because then you both know, like, you'll be in a scene and you'll say something and we'll make eye contact. And when the other person in a two-shot then goes like, yeah. <laughs> like, I know where we're going to go. I love that. And it ends with you winning. Right. Yeah, so you're going like, to win. You're going to win. I'm going to put you in a zone where we're both going to be biting our cheeks because mm -hmm. you're going to have to do that thing that you said in confidence. Like, I just don't feel comfortable doing this. The night before we were drinking, I'm like, that's really cool. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some fun. And that, to me, if you if you get somebody scoring and having fun, it makes those 12-hour days fun. A lot easier. It, yeah. A lot, a lot easier. easier. Is there someone you remember working with that you did that to the most? I mean, uh, well, Lamorne and Morris. I was just gonna—I yeah, yeah. literally was gonna guess Lamorne. I Lamorne. was like, he's got to be the most fun because he's yeah. very talented yeah. and handsome, which is a little fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. But Lamorne is so when Lamorne is a guy because he would very clearly have a look of panic at times, uh -huh. <laughs> where you would put, like if he would ever improvise something. Uh, and the one of the things I really love to do when somebody's improvising and they get out a little bit ahead of themselves. Mm. Is just go. which happens a lot. A lot. Well, you're making shit up. Yeah, it's you're really going, hard. You're just going. And what people don't realize, there's a full crew. There's a lot of anxiety. This, by the way, the boom, the boom, doing this thing when when there's too much improv and him going. Oh, hating it. <laughs> the operator's literally going like this. But you got to keep gunning. We're not going to use most of this guy. Yeah, yeah you're like <laughs> negative crew members. It is very are funny. So though. funny. It makes me laugh. Max Greenfield and I used to do something on that show that was so childish but so fun, and that is when we would be improvising and nobody liked it, yeah. uh, and the crew hated it, the writers didn't like it, it was late, and it was just childish. You can feel it. The, the, the air is thick. No one's into it. Yeah. But we're now doing the thing where I'm like, I put you in a position, and he's like, I put you in a position. <laughs> he would go, uh-oh, the boys are cooking with gas. And then we had pointed crew members, and we'd be like, Monty's dying. Look at the boom. He can't hold it in. He's like. And, and they, none of them. Yeah. They didn't think that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're in a zone where there's a 50-year-old guy looking at you like this. And you go, like, look at this fucking guy. He's like this. I can't, I can't break. I can't break. I'm only going to do a few more takes, my guy. <laughs> then we go, one more for the crew. <laughs> when you enter that galaxy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this shit gets fun. It is fun. It is. It's fake, by the way. That's the funniest <laughs> part. When everybody gets serious, you're like, you know, this is all fake. All of it. It's Even if none you're of doing it's real. stuff that, like, people are pretending really matters. Mm -hmm. 
it's all we are grown ups make make believe this is meant to be fun. It's dress up. Seinfeld. That, yes. that was my favorite. Seinfeld's like we're playing dress up. Yeah. Like the best version of dress up we've ever done. When you moved out here, what was the big dream? Uh, honestly, and, and at, like the begin- the at the embar- beginning, embarrassing. Let's hear like the. Oh well, yeah, dream. I'll tell you yeah. because I lied and told my parents I was coming out here to write comedy, but I knew better. It was I want to do stand up. I was so embarrassed about even admitting stand up. And by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't even remotely say acting. That to my parents was like <laughs> acting. <laughs> Fucking you acting. <laughs> okay, buddy. You know, it was like no fucking way. <laughs> Could I have ever said yeah, yeah, acting? Yeah, yeah, agreed. But my it's biggest like poetry. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, yeah, no, worse. Yeah, yeah, it'd be. Yeah. It'd be like <laughs> it was a spoken word. It was like <laughs> that's right. Writing comedy as a job, going like I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna do spoken word. Yeah, that's so, no, you're not. Yeah, no, no, you're not. not. You're staying here. My, I think my, I think truly it was SNL at the beginning stages of to my write life. or to be in it. Just to be on it. I Just wanted to be. be on you wanted it to be so in that bad. galaxy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got the test for it. It was nice. Oh, you did? I did, yeah. It was nice. Cool. I've told the story ad nauseum on this show. I'm sure yeah, fans yeah, yeah, are yeah, like, yeah. shut the fuck up. I got to go test and then fly back out and sit with Lauren and him very sweetly afterwards be like, I think it's going to be Pete Davidson. And I was like, that's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually, I've said yeah. it so much on this show. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah, agree yeah. with the pick. Yeah, yeah, I was 31. Yeah, yeah. He was 20. Yeah, God bless. What the fuck are we yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Who wants a 31-year-old that's already been on television and already... And I was already touring as a stand-up. Yeah, I was figuring yeah, out my yeah. shit. It was a no-brainer. But so when that... That was my dream. That was interesting. At that... At that... At, at, at my... Yeah. When I was 22, if you would have said, what is it? It was that. Yeah. But I wanted to tour and be a stand-up. Yeah, of course. I thought that... You know what it was? It was like with Steve, like Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, Guys yeah. like that where that's you're like... You, you could touch all the bases. Yeah. You touched all the bases. Yeah, I think like... Totally. Those kind of guys were kind of my, like, uh, you know, of course, Eddie Murphy. Like, those are heroes when we were kids. I was like, they can do anything, and it's amazing. Yeah. They can do stand-up. They could do sketch. They could do... Anything. Anything, and it was great. Drama, comedy. What was your... When you came out, what was your... Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I, I, I see you as such, like, a stand-up actor. So yeah. Like, you know, where you're like, I don't think of sketch. No, and it, and it truly, like, that's what's that's what's so fucked up. I was disillusioned by all the previous stand-ups that had gone yeah, on yeah, that yeah. show. Because I could see you doing, like, Weekend Update. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I would love. But yeah, yeah. but but yeah. then you look at the guys now. Yeah. And, like, I know those guys. They're so fucking good at that yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're killers. And I know America, you know, they're so funny when people are like, oh, SNL, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, do it. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Everybody go fucking it. try it. Yeah. I dare you. To go write that many jokes. Oh, week after week Good after fucking week. luck. But also with a live audience that matters. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, in a studio that they've been sitting, she's, they sat in a line outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. Go do it. Go ahead. I'm doing it at, at the store at night to people that uh, are, are drinking, that cannot wait to laugh. <laughs> SNL's doing it to fucking cold, sober people yeah, yeah, yeah. in November in New York who's been outside for an hour and a half in line. Then they had to wait to get in. Then they wait for the thing. It's like, yeah, g- yeah, go yeah. try it. But anyway, that yeah. was my, yeah, that was kind of like the, the thing, thing I thought was going to be, that would be it Everything, for me. Yeah. yeah, but I honestly, now, yeah, this is it, yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah. for me, comedy, stand-up and acting. You love it. Stand-up, I could do till I'm dead. Acting, I'll do until they tell me to go yeah, away. Yeah. But stand up will always Till be. I'm dead. It'll be the one it. where it's like, you'll have to be like, dude. You love it. It's you, the man. cruise ship is docked. You got to get off. <laughs> you'll be like, yeah, but I, then I'll perform here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While people get off. <laughs> There's money to be had. There's yeah. laughs to be had. People got to go to their cars, no? It is true. And yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, to yeah, me yeah, would yeah, be like nice. the when it's over. Yeah. That's, that will be my end. That's fun. When you moved, what did you want? Well, for me, growing up, it was always cheers. It was cheers. cheers. It was so my family getting together. We had the one TV. 
Yeah. Uh, and pre, we did not have cable growing up, so we had NBC. And when Cheers or Roseanne came on, yeah, we watched. Oh, Roseanne. And, and in my house, my mother, who was the boss, her mood set the table. And uh. if she's laughing, our house was awesome. And if she wasn't, it depends on the day. Yeah. But if she was laughing, it was fucking awesome. And so shows that made her laugh, I thought like, man, I want to be one of them. I want to be a character on a television show. And I really thought, I really believed that if you had that, everything else worked out. I didn't really understand that like you go home and you have your, your own issues and life goes on. I thought like you live that fantasy mm. and you're going to have a pool and a convertible <laughs> and just money coming out your ass and your ears. And for a job, you like walk into a bar and, you know, like Woody for that, for example. Yeah. Sam for that. Norm to be Cliff Clavin. I was like, these guys were such killers. Yeah. And then when I watched Roseanne seeing like, you know, what Goodman did where I was like, oh, he's grounding this. But he's like, he's funny. And it was a, I was like, man, just that. That was it. That was it times a hundred. Uh, movies, I think I've always thought were cool, but I was never even when like we were all in our like late teenage, early twenties, and films were cool and TV sucked. I've always been into TV. Oh, even when it was like at the height of yeah. like, comedy film. For, but even like for me, even if you have like the you know Scorsese, all these really cool people. Yeah, I'm still not a guy who's like, did you see the new Tarantino movie? I'm like, I mean, I'm sure I will. <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna be impressed because he's wildly talented. Yeah. But I'm not like, yeah. did you see the 35 millimeter printouts out of the Beverly? I'm like, pass. But I did watch 19 episodes of television because <laughs> it's at home. Yeah, and I didn't have to leave. But it's and it, you know why? You know I appreciate uh -huh. it because uh, all of those shows, for some reason, maybe this is a Chicago bias, yeah, yeah. but it felt like they were all Chicago. Yeah, totally. I don't know they, what was going on. Years they were, but so many was like yes. beyond, beyond the fact that John yeah, Hughes yeah, yeah, had yeah, like. Yeah. Spewed yes. Chicago all over film yes. so heavily that yeah. like everyone you even saw it was like everyone everything. that was coming out of everything was all Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. yeah it but felt like it was had, like, all for us you had like characters you had like Bill Murray so the Murray family Chicago. are just Chicago through and through yeah do you know like there's it's not just like because he's talented like there's a vibe he gives off yeah Belushi same. You know, both Belushi's. Yeah. They just, that is Chicago. Yeah. There's a feeling. I mean, Farley, who wasn't, but even though he did the second he city, was. it felt like that's a, that's Chicago. He's Milwaukee, but he's, but he's, Chicago. But he's Chicago. Tim Meadows. Same thing. But yeah. you're like, yeah. Tina Fey, Rachel Drouch, that group where you're like, oh, you've been touched. There was like a feeling of like, Chicago's been here and this is what we do. Yeah. And you go, at least for me, that was always the dream. And then, you know, when we're talking earlier about the game keeps changing. I'm like, our sitcom's gonna be in the game in ten years. I'd, I I I do honestly think so. I genuinely I think I don't. I think a version of them will be. Yes, but a version of them, an eight episode comedic show, which is very cool, is not an old TV show. That's true, and it's great, right? And it's really good content, and I'm playing that game too, and I like it. But in doing it, I'm like, these are little movies. Yeah. We're back to shooting a little movie. And now, uh, the uh, TV show I did was always single camera, so we had big hours. But what was different is we did sometimes 25 episodes a year. So you become the character. The writers are writing for you. Right. Your bits make it onto the show. You then do that. You have a seven-year contract. 
you go through fat phases on television, <laughs> and then the writers write it, and you go like, uh, why is my character eating donuts for breakfast and everyone else has grapefruit? And they go like, what did you eat for breakfast? They're like, yeah. <laughs> you don't even fit in sweatpants. As you're asking them. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, this is just one. Yeah. <laughs> this was my morning fucking don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> but that, to me, I've gotten away from it. I'm starting to get back in my life. But then I started thinking, like, movies are cool. Maybe, you be, you know, you get into more dramas. Well, well, the, the you know, the thing to me that's exciting about it, the change is yeah. like, I don't know. I hope it fucking keep, it keeps feeling different because then yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. horizon m- may be brighter. Then it's like saying, well, who knows what the... The idea that a live audience watched a sitcom and they went there and they watched, like, yes, yes that probably is a long way yeah. from home now. We're the, probably the not there. The world of multis are a little different. But maybe a new version of that thing yes. does spring up. And I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Same with me. So it's like... Let let the fucking let the tinker sink. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, go yeah. go for it. Whatever yeah. you're trying to do, I like that idea because to me, uh, it's more create your own adventure instead of just like that's right. format, 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 yes. format. You're like mm, we need a little bit of yes. funk in there. But the the game and what I've realized I love about TV is the once you've created a quarter pounder with cheese, mm-hmm. there's a, when you go back to art versus grind. There's a lot of great art in just making that quarter pounder over and over and over. And I'm, it is. It is the best. And when you do it for a while, you think, like, maybe it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> and then you go, like, I made a project where, you know, part of it, I was like, you know, you break up the acts. I'm like, if the first act's a cheeseburger and fries at a Chicago diner, and the second act is, like, a vegan burger with fries, sweet potato fries, but it tastes right. Like, yeah. one of those good ones. Right. With, like, then one of those hipster sodas. It tastes like a Coke. <laughs> like an Olipop. Yeah, yeah, it tastes like a goddamn Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It t- but what's in it? I don't know. Don't but care. everybody tells me it's healthy. Mm-hmm. I used to think then the third act should be like a fucking sushi platter. Oh. So that the audience goes like, and they're as manic <laughs> as me. <laughs> and now as I've aged, I'm kind of like, when I'm watching something and I see the people doing it for the writer's room. Yeah. And I see the people doing it for each other. And the idea of like, you know, he's the comics comic or the writer's writer, the actor's actor. I used to really value that and think it was cool. And now I'm like, you're the act the audience's actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you know for, who you're it's for, it's for the people watching. Yeah. You know who this is for? <laughs> the millions of people at home. You know what they don't want in that third act? Fucking sushi, you goofball. <laughs> they might not even want an impossible burger. What are you doing? And so you can go like, well, I, I got bored. So what I thought, who cares? Yeah, it's not for you. They like it. Right. You like doing it. Have some fucking gratitude, <laughs> yeah. motherfucker, and yeah. dance. Yeah. And Also, I, make a, just make a really good burger atop, and then get, And can you do that? And yeah. can you keep doing it? Yeah. Going back to the thing you were saying about the SNL things, when people keep changing, you go like, well, you think it's easy? You think it's easy to make a great burger and have a successful restaurant for a decade? Good luck. Try it. Yeah, go ahead, do it. Yeah. You can maybe get five or six episodes, maybe two years. Try it for ten. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to be on a group, even if you're not the main chef, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm reestablishing of like, oh, that's the goal. Yeah. Fill it up where you're like, everybody here's a killer. Everyone's so funny. I, I, I want everyone to score. I, these people make me laugh. The Whoever creates it, I think they're smarter than all of us. They understand something that we don't about the engine of this car. Yes. And you go, and if you can land in it, and in this day and age, that thing can drive, you say at the beginning, when we're all signing our contracts, 
Anybody here a fucking maniac or are we all adults? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody going to get weird? Yeah. Because if not, let's play this game for a while. <laughs> there should be the, is anybody a maniac? Talk before every Well, you know how job. they have the, what do they have before the jobs? We have to do like the, the sex, uh, what is it called? Um, you know, the, like the, uh, the, they make us sit, you know, before you shoot a TV oh, show. Oh, the sexual harassment The sexual training? harassment yeah, yeah, training, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, the yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. Which they, is a nightmare. It, it, but it'd be so funny if they had a, a, ma- a maniac. Are you a maniac? Yeah, are you a maniac training? Yes. And then you get quizzed on it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. part of the maniac training is like, you're going to be fine season one. What happens if all the press says you're good? What do you think of everybody else? <laughs> be honest. And a lie detector. I think everyone's equal. Uh, yeah, right away. I think away. I'm better than all these fools. And they're going to say, uh, how about that person gets all the heat? How are you going to feel? I'm going to hate him so much. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> okay, you're a maniac. <laughs> you're allowed to have some feelings. Yeah, some. But like, this is a team. Yeah, and we're trying you, to win on the team. You know what that's like? That's like, uh, uh, did you ever see, um, oh God, uh, the, the movie inside the movie, oh, For Your Consideration. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, with, for your consideration, yeah, 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 Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a brilliant concept. Yeah, it, was really it was about a, it was about a bunch of yahoos who made a bad <laughs> yes. movie, and, and they 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 think that Oscar there's buzz. Oscar buzz. Yeah. It's genius. Yes, and they all it's change perfect. their personalities. It is a microcosm of society in general. Yeah, the yeah, moment yeah, that yeah, you yeah, yeah, tell yeah. people that they're this, they, they believe just it. believe. So it. we used to do to. Uh, my aunt Philomena growing up. My mom's. By the way, sister. what a name, yeah. Philomena. Did you yeah. call her Aunt Phil? I mean, kind of. Mostly Philomena. You'd say the full name? Yeah, always. Aunt Philomena? Yeah. I'm trying to do it in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Philomena! Aunt Philomena! No, yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I don't think I ever called her Phil. I think her siblings might have called her Philly, but I called her Philomena. I like Philly. Me too. Aunt Philly's good. Cool. What about her, though? Go ahead. Well, they used to, my uncles used to do a game where they would say, uh, when you see Philomena, uh, ask her if she's okay. Oh. There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they would say, hey. Later, the next round, say she looks like a little pasty. See if she's okay. And so the kids, you just be like, "Hey, Timmy, hey, Johnny, hey, Phil, are you okay?" She go, "I'm fine." Why? Anyhow, blah, 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 blah. and then later, hey, Philomena, are you okay? You look pasty. Are you? Why are you so pasty? <laughs> By the end of the thing, she'd be like. Uh, I think I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, because it's that same thing. If somebody yeah. tells you you're something, you're something. You are. Yeah, it's, it's, you introduce it into their mind, it and just it happens. Starts. And if that happens in a cast, Phew. I mean, I bet it's the same thing with sports. You God, know, What do you I, mean? That's just, I've got, yeah. It's got to be. It's got, you, the thing about sports I look at is so different than our game yeah. because I just think, like, I don't know. I like to be a fan and not think about it. But you imagine how hard it must be if, like, you know, somebody has like a great season, or gets a big contract. You know, you all pretend to be happy where you're like, 84 million, three years, guaranteed. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, blessed. You've said blessed a few times. You're born blessed. <laughs> you are $81.3 million richer than me. <laughs> it's a lot of money, my guy. Because I'm on a one year, $3 million deal, and I was bragging yeah. to everyone in my life. <laughs> I pay for everything to everybody. We're pure. I genuinely don't think you're better than me. We're both tight ends. <laughs> I think you're good. You're young. But I think you're good. You're eighty-one million dollars more valuable to this <laughs> business than I am. It's hard to go to practice. Yeah. Unless, how, how do, yeah? How do you justify? <laughs> how do you, what do you justify do? if you go like I'm a ten-year vet? I'm one of those guys. I'm in the league, and then they go, "Yeah, the Bengals are uh, offering me a." Your agent calls and they go like, "One-year deal, uh, league minimum." And you go, really? 
What's the franchise tag for my uh, position? The middle. $35 million. <laughs> <laughs> And what's the uh, uh, league minimum for a 10-year? 900000 Yeah, nine. 900 to... Yeah. Just shy of a million. <laughs> That's all they'd That's say. All pre-tax, That's all they'd yeah. phrase it. That's pre-taxes? Yeah, it's around a mil. It's <laughs> just right kissing, kissing and, up to a mil. what's uh, guaranteed if I get injured? Not a mooch. No, if you get... Let me look. Hold on. Let me look at the paperwork. <laughs> There is none of that. No, so you would be, yeah, you'd be out. So you're yeah. essentially paid per day uh-huh. around like 4500 bucks, <laughs> Right. And these other guys are making just shy of- So much money. Just shy of like 78 grand a day. And then the coach goes like this. <laughs> this is about us, who we stand for. You watch Hard Knocks, it's one of those speeches, and they're like, what's our identity? I think we all have different identities. <laughs> <laughs> it's about wins and losses. It's also, it is about wins and losses. It's about other things, too. It's about a lot of other stuff that's yeah. going on. It's about wins and losses. 84 million league minimum. That's something, too. <laughs> Let's By the way, it. we should make a doc called League Minimum and follow just League Minimum guys. Incredible. Psychologically find out how they actually feel about the locker room. Because it is funny, it's those different. guys that get stepped on, you know, like, did you watch New Hard Knocks? I didn't see yeah. it. This season? Yeah. Oh, it's a blast. Well, I want to watch it. I've, sta- I've stayed away from it Why? for a second. Mm. As a Bear fan, you're afraid I, of... No, I just... Well, here's the deal. I ran into Aaron Rodgers at a, a golf thing. And? And I remember being in the cart and being, you know, just yeah, sure. canned. I was canned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my buddy, who's just uh, such a fucking instigator, was like, Aaron Rodgers is at the, uh, at, the, at the halfway house there. And I was like, no shit. Yeah. And I can hear myself being like, say something fucking funny to yeah, him. Say something fun. real fucking funny. <laughs> real sharp. That's real your Chicago. inner voice. Yeah, so I'm like, just give him something good, you know? Yeah. And I get up there. He turns. He goes, what's up, guys? And I go, hey, you doing? That's it. <laughs> hey, how you doing? And the whole time I was like, don't say anything else. Don't say anything else. <laughs> Nothing came out. Yeah. Because inherently, uh, I don't give a fuck. Every Chicago fan knows. Yeah. Uh, he's incredible. He's, well, here's I what, would kill to have him on so the Bears. Here's what's I'd nice. slit a throat. So here's what's nice about this documentary. So I'm doing a podcast now with my buddy Gareth. Do you know Gareth Reynolds? I love Gareth Reynolds. Yeah, Gareth yeah. Reynolds was a okay. writer on the animated series I just did. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. So Wait, he, did you do a voice on that? No. Which one was this? On Royal Crackers? No. Okay. Uh, and you should. Yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. Le- league minimum. <laughs> league, mm, maybe. Less. At less. Yeah, less. at best. Yeah, I was just going to say. So he's a diehard Packer fan. You yeah. Know, the tattoo on his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just loves Aaron Rodgers. And for years as a diehard Cubs, uh, Bears fan, it's been hard. And yeah. so I have convinced, I, oh, I anytime like Aaron Rodgers in like a denim outfit, I just send it to Gareth and I'll be like, interesting outfit. <laughs> Any press he does, I'd be like, I'm not sure if to me this would be what leadership was. But he, but, you I'm, know. but I'm also like, but maybe it's because I'm a Bears fan, but like talking about like going in a dark room for five days while I'm an offensive lineman and I'm like working really hard. Maybe I'd like him to be like studying film. I don't know. <laughs> Just doesn't feel like a leader to me, but it's a new world. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, oh, shut up, shut up. Once he's gone to the Jets... The narrative has gone so 180 where I'm like, how do you get rid of such a legend? He's so charming. And he's like, who, denim jacket guy? I'm like, and then he'll send me back the photos and I'm like, he was going through, you know what? He's got a sense of humor. He's experimenting. He's fun. Yeah. Guess what? Sorry you're so uptight. (laughs) Stuck in your Green Bay mentality. (laughs) But it's been really fun to watch as a Bears fan because you get to finally go like, He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of our era. Oh, of all time. And you're like, but you also, there's only so many of these truly great players. Yeah. The problem was he hated us he hated so us. bad. Well, it was actually more we hated him. Yes. He was so good 
it was it was the fucking it was the thing of when someone hates you yeah, and your yeah, ability yeah, 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 yeah. but they really don't, don't have care. much yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you're like oh i don't stop it give a fuck yeah, like the only reason he did the i own you is because like some lady flicked him up and yelled you heard her chicago being like fuck yeah fuck you roger like, yeah you're like fuck yeah. well she's yeah you, you know what the relationship is? Huh. It's San Francisco and L.A. I always say this. Yeah. San Francisco inherently hates Los Angeles. Yeah. And they always talk shit. Everybody yeah, 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 up there yeah. is like, fuck, L. You live down in that shithole. And we we don't give think... a fuck at all. I don't all. even view them as in California. <laughs> They're not. I'm like this. That's a, uh, yeah, I visit. I like it there. It's nice. It's fine. Who cares? I don't think about it even Ever. a little bit. Ever. <laughs> I can't stand That's really right. That is Rogers That's the exactly Bears. Right. It's like <laughs> they, he doesn't give, he never gave a fuck. Yeah, yeah, until yeah, they, yeah, yeah. until he was so funny, by the yeah. way, and all that stuff was funny. Yeah, agreed. You know, so it was like, yeah, uh, it was hard. He, was, he was so good. Yeah. We were little brother syndrome. Yeah, we were like, yeah, well, yeah. I'll get you one day. Just to titillate the fans, because I know they would love to hear more yeah. about this, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. No, I know. They, they... <laughs> but what do you think of our Bears this year? I'm still behind the kid. I still Justin. love the kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah I still sure. love the kid. Well, I know, but there's everyone's got their own two cents about him, you know. I, I, I'm still behind the kid. I love him a lot. Your tone's different than mine. Yeah. You're, oh, wow, you're gung-ho. You're, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not seeing any of the hesitation yet. You look at the team he had last year and what he pulled off. No, it was impressive as shit. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah, look no. at what he did in Ohio State. Yeah. His first year, he had Nagy. Nagy was a maniac. I know. And he was it, a maniac. There's a piece of Nagy that I that I really loved. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Just because he was a fucking he was a lunatic. Maniac. Yeah. He was a I maniac. like lunatic shit because, because Belichick was a lunatic coach too. Yeah, he just yeah, did yeah, it differently. Yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what I mean? Yes. There's some guys that know how to do it the right Like Popovich for basketball. Yeah. yeah. They were like, Greg Popovich is a fucking lunatic. He was just a, per- he was brilliant. Or they just happened to win. Yeah, they're just good. Because I know. it goes I know. back to like, I know. he also had Tim Duncan. Right. The last few years, now that he's got that, like, you know, seven foot 10 kid who can handle the rock. Yeah. He's going to go back to being a great coach. Last few years, what's, what have the Spurs been doing? He's still the same maniac. Sleeping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. No, it's true. It, no, it is. A part of it is how you control your mania. But yeah. I think, uh, I do, be- I think the Bears are going to be, uh, m- definitely stronger than we were last year. Right. Um, but I'm forever worried about what happens with the Bears when it gets good. Meaning? Every time when it gets a little bit good, we start to fucking... Go nuts. Go to shit. And we believe in ourselves in a way where you're like, look at us. <laughs> look at this. And then it just spills over. We're like, all right. Which is, by the way... <laughs> To me, That's the opposite. The first time I've heard that take we, we just, on Bears' success, when it gets a little bit good as an organization, <laughs> the Chicago Bears go, "Look at us! Look at us!" Huh? Chicago gets like proud of itself, like, yeah, 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 "Not yeah. bad, not bad." Which is the opposite with the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cubs at the beginning of the year, every time, suck. They fucking my dad. Yeah, yeah. The Cubs fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking ten away from five hundred. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. look at them, and everyone's like. Hey, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Pretty cool yeah, yeah, to see yeah. St. Louis and last. Yeah, it's yeah. the same conversation. Yeah. So for me, with the Bears my whole life, I've never gotten too excited about, only because... You're afraid that they're going to emotionally hurt you because they're going to blow well, they because do. of their attitude. What the fuck has happened every year? <laughs> I mean, they're going to blow... Well, you know what's funny about our age gap is... Like, how hard did you cry in 06? 06? 06. When the Cubs won the World Series? No, 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 no. Or no, that was... 06, a- Bears... Oh, this is the uh, no seven. Du- oh, the double doink, whatever that was. You yeah, that was 07? That? I don't remember the year. I I didn't cry. 
That's just one of those moments where yeah. I'm like, this is it. What, huh? what I had on that, when that was the kid Cody Parkey, the uh, kicker who... Cody Parkey. Parkey. Uh, I, I remember on that one, I really liked their team. I really thought we were building. I did have the nickname Money Mitch for Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Oh, yeah. You liked Because him. he seemed to be clutch. I hated the yeah. draft pick. I hate when these guys pretend to be geniuses and go like, we've got three kids who have had four years in college. They put up really big numbers. And... The obvious choice is to go after them. There's some muscle-bound kid <laughs> who has never played the game of football yeah. deep in the outback, <laughs> and I'm a genius. He's and training using truck tires. Yeah, and we're gonna. And where did he play college? North Carolina. That's a. They have a football team. <laughs> what were his numbers? He was a backup. I'm like, I'm being spun that this is a good move. You got guys. You'll I, see. You'll see. But you got guys. I'm like. I watched Deshaun Watson in the – and I don't watch college football. I just watch the big games. Yeah. That dude's available? Yeah, he's yeah. good. We traded? Take that guy. Yeah. Which one? The guy I just watched three weeks ago who's the best player <laughs> in college football. <laughs> Who happens to play a quarterback <laughs> position of need? And then they go, Bears have traded up. And I'm like, I'm sure it's that kid from Clemson. And then they go, Mitchell. Tr Mitchell. And then the first thing I Googled was <laughs> – he had an old tweet that said, I like kissing titties. Do you remember this? I actually really respected that tweet a lot. <laughs> I like kissing titties as your leader? <laughs> Come on, man. He's not wrong. I do like kissing titties. Give him a little bit of yes. credit. <laughs> I get the thought. You got to walk through this. He's sitting there. He goes, I like kissing titties. And his boy goes, write it. <laughs> then the leader goes like this. That's a good idea. Logs in. <laughs> I space like because and send it. <laughs> Who's it for? <laughs> what are people gonna go like? Hey man, I got this unbel. I just saw this unbelievable tweet. Why a college football player? What did it say? I like his titties. Retweet. <laughs> that shit's not gonna pop. People are gonna go like this. Yeah, that's like the same thing. This next tweet is like. Taking big dumps feels good. Yeah. Don't tweet it. Don't tweet that. Don't do it. Mitch. I am going to get behind titties. You like the tweet. I, I like... think it's funny. I do like kissing big titties. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> also, you're in the mind of a 19, what is he, 20-year-old kid? Still, you're putting a 20-year-old kid who's being groomed. I know, now, if but, you're talking but... about an undrafted free agent who had, like, whoever we got that quarterback now, that kid, uh, uh, Pangent, whatever his name yeah, is, yeah, who yeah. might be something. Sure. If he tweeted from <laughs> Shepherd State, <laughs> yeah. I like kissing big asses, I'll go like this. Doesn't matter. And I also kind of, and then again. I, it's fun. It's fun. It'd be fun. I get it. You're saying, you're saying star shit. I'm saying. Being groomed, the machines behind you. When you're in high school and you're the high school player of the year and yeah. you've got people in your ear and also filling your wallet with money yeah. and them going like, so you will have this opportunity to live out this dream. Mm -hmm. You are on a track. We're going to go It's to, coming. It's coming for you. will have a look. I don't know if you'll deliver, but there's a lot of those kids that you're like, there's only 25 of them that get invited to all these camps. Right. You're invited to the camps. You're hanging out on a Friday night. You're going like this. <laughs> I got to go public with something. <laughs> what are you announcing? A new partnership? No, no, no. I'm going to announce that I... I like to kiss tits. <laughs> Slow clap from the whole room. <laughs> no. I did it. No. No one says no to that guy. That's the problem. When you're young and you're the most successful, there is no one in your group Inner that goes, voice. don't do it. Inner voice. Doesn't have it. Doesn't have it. He's been, he's been fucking his brains. been getting mishmashed around in his head since he was seven. Since his dad was like, hit the concrete wall in the garage until you can't feel your feet. Then you get dinner. Yeah. 
That's the thing about these Agreed. football players. The more football players I become friends with in the professional sense, yeah, yeah. the more you're like, when they're when they're 30 and they go, I kind of want to walk soon. And everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what? And you're like, you're dude. You're giving this up. You're like, I have to. They broke their b- body, yeah, yeah, their yeah. whole, since they were children. Yeah. Now, if a fucking golfer <laughs> is like, I got to get out. You're like, and you're fucking. Yeah. Like, I, need a, I need a break to get my uh, feet on the ground. Yeah. Your feet are on the ground. Yeah, like the whole time. You're doing just fine. <laughs> just golf poorly for a couple years. But I wouldn't stop. The golden faucet is <laughs> no. shooting out gold. I would stay there, man. Let them kick you off that court. That's what guy. I would say. If I had a young boy, if I ever have a young boy, 100%. You're golfing every day. You're, like, you're playing no other sports but golf. <laughs> yeah. Because like you look at, uh, I love golf. I'm a big golfer. Yeah, you sure. look at a guy who plays good go- there's a kid yeah. named will zalatoris i don't know if you ever know anything about it. he was talking about how he didn't like to live and all this stuff and he's yeah. like you're making plenty of money about it up i think he spoke a little out of turn because there's a lot of guys on tour that aren't making great money but here's a guy will who he's not mr i win and he's still making like eight a year and you're like come on man that's fucking incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. come on man if you can walk with eight million yeah. a year and you barely did anything and what you did was golf and at worst you have some like shoulder pain <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. at worst at worst the guys i feel the most bad for are and just i i'm curious to see what the next 20 years is going to be is the mma community oh man dude be- i couldn't agree with you more because it looks, it's have you ever been to a live event yes i've sat behind rogan on the floor and it's wild, man. It sounds sad. Yes. I get sad Me how too. hard did so they get. I got into this early. So yeah. when Dana White first bought it, I was kind of getting into then. I like the old stuff that you used to get, like, VHSs of. Oh, yeah, Where yeah, you were yeah. like, oh, it was really fun. And then when it started getting mainstream, I felt like, oh, this was really, like, early on. And I was really into it. We went to an event. Fox did some event back in the day. I think it was Junior uh, Dos Santos or something. And... I got Fox got me and a bunch of buddies to go. So we that's like cool. rented a limo. Oh, that's and cool. And we were like, what a blast. Smoked way too much weed. Mm-hmm. And drank. We were like, what a blast. And we get there and I'm like, the vibe in here was different than I expected. 60% of the people in this room trained. Yeah. So I'm like, this is a, th- you know, 20,000 people in one room. So many sweat outfits. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was, I thought of it like we were going to a concert or a, like a sporting event. Yeah. Where it's not, you don't go to a baseball game and you go, these are 80% scouts and minor league players. Right. That's not what happens. No. They're fans. Yeah. I was looking around. I would say at that time, realistically, 20% of the people had cauliflower ears. Oh, You'd yeah. go to the bathroom and I'd be like, everybody in here could murder every, everybody in here is the lead of the action film, right? Mm-hmm. Thing starts, I sit down, I'm like, <laughs> different vibe. Uh, instantly being like, Let's not, as a group of, like, stone sissies, get in any sort of altercation. Yeah, don't look at anybody, guys. Just, just watch the fight. <laughs> have a little fun. We get in there. We're starting to get jacked up. The walkouts, you're like, what a fucking blast. I was like, oh, this is the best. The first hit where it sounds like somebody open-hand slapped cold meat, <laughs> where, but it was a closed <laughs> kick to the face. They're like, if you ever, like, just, like, slap something in, in a bathroom mm-hmm. where you think, like, Oh, something is hurt. <laughs> Every human instinct in you goes like this. No, stop this. Stop this. Yeah. And then they keep going and you watch the faces turn into mashed potatoes. <laughs> and you're like, you watch the legs swell. And then you, you're going into the strategy where you go like, he's got to block the leg kicks. Yeah. And then you're like, put your arm up. <laughs> and you, at a certain point, you're like, throw in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it for who? Both. All of us. Throw it. For America. Please. Everybody. Everybody. 
for the global throwing the towel. It's so brutal. Give me jujitsu where you're like they're going, they're rolling, no breaking bones. Right, right. They're rolling. A <laughs> the lot. ref calls stoppage. Right, he's like, it's enough. That's enough. The, it's not up to a fighter who's doing this to support his village or his family <laughs> to say like, ah, you have gotten my arm in an compromised position. I tap. <laughs> the decision's not yours. No. There should be a guy who sits like in a tennis judge's seat mm-hmm. who just goes like, that's enough. Enough. Your arm is in your gun. Like, you'll I'll see ne- no more. And the guy goes, I would have got out. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Because if you didn't, we have now been conditioned watching that to watch a man kick another man, <laughs> have the man's leg snap. Uh, yeah. And we go, I go like this now when it happens. Like, uh, yeah, well, it was a great block. <laughs> it's not a great block. This is a devastating <laughs> leg injury. Watching it, hearing it, feeling it. I got to tell you, I've man. been to a few with him and I just... <laughs> Every time, mm, I do this a lot. Yeah. Mm, ah, fuck. <laughs> when you feel somebody, the, yeah, the, the yeah. hardest ones to watch for sure, the easiest ones to watch are light, anything lightweight. Yeah. Anything lightweight because they're both kind of hucking and throwing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, when you watch heavyweights. Uh, yeah, it's different. Oh, my God. It's crazy. <laughs> it's absurd. I've never seen a heavyweight boxing match, yeah. I can imagine, yeah. that it's the same. I, I don't know why that feels different to me, and I know it's not, but the amount of padding... And I'll tell you the other world we're getting into that's crazy is that bare-knuckle boxing... Yeah, I've seen this a few times online, yeah. It's not only back, it's popular. It's, it's I, I argue it'll probably be as popular at some point as UFC. Me too. Yeah, I think it'll be the takeover. Every fight... <laughs> Somebody dies. <laughs> the faces post-fight... Yeah. ...are horrific. Yeah. They quite literally look like if you ever did like a movie with like special effects and you go to like the weird room where like the people <laughs> are and they have to be like, we have to do like a cast of your lips and you're like, thanks. And you're like, whoa, what are all these faces? And it'll be like a nose over right, here. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, you'll do interviews and I'm like, these straight up missing teeth. Yeah. And they yeah. go like, yeah, they got punched out. These people have the brain power in that moment to go like, yeah, he caught me with the right hand. Yeah. <laughs> What in God's name is happening, man? I'm scared for I'm scared for what that. And by Wild. the way, we're worried about football helmets not being protective enough. But now they life. wear those like goofy cones. <laughs> yeah, but but the but the people are beating I mean. each other with raw fists. That's what I mean. I was like, whoever's over, it's fake because I'm like, we're pretending to care about this safety. Mm-hmm. Soon it'll be on the same network. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, ESPN eventually is going to be like, of course they will. Let's do this full yeah. time. Well, well, they did a thing for a while, which was uh, they tried to do the reality show. They might still have it, but I was working out in my garage and I turned it on because I wanted to have something to push. Mm-hmm. It was men standing across from each other, holding onto a bar and slapping each other in the face with a bunch of like hand powder. I've seen this. It was slap boxing. Slap boxing. Slap boxing. But I've seen this. It was. It was like their story. Yeah. They're not athletes. Uh-uh, these are just guys that these are good are, at slapping. Yeah, but also some are. Yeah. Others that I saw were guys who are like, they didn't mention this in the interview, but got out of jail, mm. have a math problem, <laughs> have two kids. You slap me, I get five grand. <laughs> I fall, I only get four. Yeah. You fall, I get 12. I'm standing up. You're not an athlete. Uh-uh. You're just willing to get slapped in the <laughs> yeah, face right. because you need money yeah. in a very significant way. And you go like, I can get behind an athlete who trains and go like, I know it is brutal, but it's an art form and they're really working at it. And yeah. they're mixing jujitsu with wrestling. If we're in the world where pretty soon it's 
breaking bottles over fools' heads. <laughs> it's two guys, and they go like, all right, which bottle are you going to take? I'm going to break that over your head. <laughs> if you don't die, you break that over my head. <laughs> and the pregame interview is like, his right hand's weak, man. When he breaks it, it's not going to hurt my head. It's not going to hurt. He's taken like bottles like this to the face before. <laughs> this is not the first time we've seen him take a triple pane green glass bottle to the face. <laughs> when it hits, it's like what you would expect. They go like, <laughs> Blood cut. You're like, that was as gross. Everything he had just said and hyped me up for, I saw what I expected mm-hmm. to see. A 300 pound fat guy hit him in the face. His <laughs> legs wobbled. He fell down. He's concussed. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> His brain is broken. <laughs> the future of it, the future of it is scary. And yeah. I got to tell you, I'm blessed that we do sissy work yeah, with yeah. cameras. Totally. We're sissy kids with cameras. For sure. Um, I want to tell you, I thank yeah, yeah. you so much for coming. Yeah, it's been an absolute me. pleasure. I imagine after this, we'll have to have some of these in real life I'm off the 100%, show. Because you're a good egg. Yeah, uh, do me a big favor. Yeah. Look into that camera right there. Yeah. We end the show the same way, with one word or one phrase. So mm-hmm. whenever you're ready, one word or one phrase. It used to be a word. People didn't like it. Some people did a phrase. Uh, but this will be embedded in the history of the show forever. So one word or one phrase into that camera to end the episode whenever you're ready. Go Bears. Go Bears. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.